0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today, NBA Friday. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle every day on your favorite podcast player. As always, special thanks to TopNotchOdds.com, one of the best online sports books available. We always talk about the importance of shopping around. Guys, you gotta have three, at least three, if not four, five different sports books to always find the lowest price. You talk about saving five, ten, fifteen cents here or there, you can do that just by shopping around, and if you do add a website, I highly recommend TopNotchOdds.com. Put in promo code SHARPEDGE, it's gonna get you up to a 200% deposit bonus you can use over and over and over again online topnotchodds.com promo code sharp edge all right on today's show we're going to talk about the well really we're going to have on uh, jonathan von tobel he is a professional handicapper he hosts the edge on Vsin live and uh, he's going to join us to talk about the all-star game the all-star festivities starting tonight with the celebrity all-star game and uh through the, throughout the weekend so really the one thing everyone's been talking about in this in terms of betting has been lebron i mean does his team, is his team strong enough to overcome the 5 point spread and get the win it's weird cuz of all these different rules this year and we'll, we'll kind of get into that with the interview here coming up but they're resetting the score at the end of uh, the first few quarters they're uh, they're adding points at the end of the game after the third quarter so the 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 system this year is just different and i i always say this there's a lot of people out there who say never bet the all-star game stay away from the nba all-star game or the the you know uh Pro Bowl and in, in, in football, the MLB All-Star Game. But what I say is whenever you have an edge anywhere, you should always look to make a bet, first of all. Second of all, and actually, maybe even more importantly, the books are going to tell you when they want you to make big bets and when they don't want you to make big bets, right? On any given NFL Sunday, I mean, some of these Las Vegas sports books will take you know six figures. Some will take seven figures on game day, Okay. That's saying something. That's saying, yeah, give us a million bucks. We'll take it. When their limits are, you know, $500 per bet, they're telling you they're terrified. They don't know the outcome, so they're going to protect themselves by keeping the bets low. That's what you often get in the All Star games. So, for all those out there who say, oh, it's a sucker bet, it's no good, I really don't believe that. I think that's common sentiment for people who really don't understand how value in the market works. So, in general, I do like to bet All-Star games. And on today's show, we'll talk to Jonathan Von Tobel again of VCNC if he likes to bet All-Star games. We're also going to have on Jacob Reb. He's going to be doing the interview with me. And we'll talk to Jacob a little bit afterwards about what he thinks about the All-Star game coming up this weekend. So let's waste no more time, get to that right now. We recorded this interview a little bit earlier. Let's get back to uh, Jacob Reb and myself interviewing Jonathan Von Tobel about the NBA, specifically uh, the All-Star game coming up this weekend. We are joined now by Jonathan Von Tobel, professional sports better and handicapper. He's the host of The Edge on Vsin. You can catch that show 10 to Midnight Pacific on Vsin Live on Sirius XM 204 and FUBO TV. You've also heard him on ESPN's Cofield and Company in ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter at MeJVT. Jonathan, appreciate the time.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, guys. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. This is my first video interview I've ever. done. I did stadium things, but and you know, I don't know what to do with my hands like Ricky Bobby says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they usually try and keep me off of a video because uh, I usually end up breaking the cameras. I'm so ugly. But hey, let's tr- let's try and get through this thing. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's start off with your background a little bit. What were, where, where'd you start off? I mean, did you get going in sports betting or get going as a journalist first? What came first? Uh, So it kind
1: of came hand in hand, you know, I I grew up out here in Las Vegas, I was born in Santa Ana, but my family's been here since we've been about two, I was was about two years old when we moved out here. So, you know, I grew up out in Las Vegas, Uh, when I started going to school for journalism to get through school, I worked at Starbucks, uh, in the Red Rock Casino out here. And you know, I was always a sports fan. So, you know, you start betting and you're in Ah, uh, the uh, the Starbucks that I worked at was right outside of the sports book. So, you know, you talk to betters all the time because they come for the regular coffees, a lot of the horse racers. you get more and more involved as the days go on. So, as I progressed through my degree in journalism, uh, you know, I also started to bet more with the money I made at Starbucks. So it kind of just went hand in hand and then, uh, when I got into the media journalism realm, it was just with regular sports talk radio. Obviously, being based in Las Vegas, there's a, a certain sports betting content to it, but nowhere near what we're doing at v and they needed a producer, and then that's when I got started at v So kind of went hand-in-hand hand for the most part in terms of like sports betting and media and everything like that.
2: Uh, hey, Jonathan Jacob here. Um, so, you know, as sports betting is continuously getting legalized across the board, um, for the guys that are just starting out, what tips or advice would you get uh for those just starting out or for those looking to get into it professionally you know being able to quit their day job
1: well I, obviously bankroll management is very important uh research is very important you know it, essentially i think when it comes to sports betting it's just like anything else it's how much do you want to put into it because i'm a firm believer that, that you know it sounds a little corny but you can achieve a lot as long as you put your mind to it so it just it depends on what you want to do but bankroll management is extremely important you have to be dedicated to it and you also got to be able to take lumps man like it's anything in life uh you know, you, there's times where you'll get, like, stone cold, and you'll think that there's, you know, you never dig out of it. I actually just went through a stretch of that. Like, I love the NBA. I'm one of our main NBA guys at v and I'm going, I've am i had a great year, but I've had him go through the coldest part of the year uh, going into the All-Star break. So it happens. You're not going to hit 70 80%, and that's the most important part about it is, you know, you'll have your highs, you'll have your lows, but I think dedication and sticking through things like that are very important.
2: We're talking to Jonathan Von Tobel. Give him a, a follow on Twitter, at me MeJVT. Uh, so let's get into some NBA Obviously we're heading into all-star break but before we get to the actual weekend which teams do you think needed the break headed into the weekend?
1: Well, I think for sure, I like Philadelphia has kind of been the talk of the town for the most part in terms of how cold they've gone, and you know you get a big win against the Clippers before you head into the break, so that's massive. So I think at the top of the list for sure, a team like Philadelphia, who is working out some kinks, who so is really banged up, Joel Embiid gets some time. I mean, he's going to be in the All Star game, but he gets a little bit of time to rest the hand. So I think Philadelphia has got to be definitely at the top of the list, and I think a surprising team uh, is going to be like a Milwaukee Bucks, and it's not because they're bad, but. They had clearly, kind of like the Lakers, they put so much emphasis into the regular season. They're trying to win as many games as possible and get that top overall seed. They're on pace to win 70 games. You know, break is good for a team like that where they're constantly exerting themselves uh, night in and night out. So I think those are really the top two teams that come to mind in terms of needing an all-star break. You know, a team like the Celtics are a little banged up as well. Uh, Jalen Brown's got a calf issue that he's dealing with. So things, uh, things of that nature when teams have little issues, I think that's going to be along the lines too. And the last candidate I think would be the Lakers. I mean, It's funny, we were talking about this the other day on the show. The Lakers, in their last uh, 12 games before beating up on the Nuggets, and then that went to overtime, um, but their defensive rating had been over 111, despite the fact that they're actually the second-best defensive team in the NBA because you're just trying to win these games, and you're trying to get the top overall seed, and a lot of that on defense is effort. And so I think teams like the Lakers, too, when you're exerting effort, when you're trying to maintain that top seed when there's teams behind you in your conference, they need a break as well, and you saw in the defensive numbers, and I think that'd be a really good candidate, too
0: good stuff man uh with the NBA all star game coming up this weekend obviously it's always something that's brought up you know in in, in sports betting circles some say never bet the all star game and then some say hey that's where some value is you look at where the the market's lowering their you know their limits and they're telling you where they're scared where they where they want to take bets where they don't so where do you fall do you like to bet on all-star games you like to stay away from them in general what do you think about that
1: I don't bet them every year but I'll bet them for fun you know I think it was the um was it two years ago, or yeah, two All-Star games ago, there was um, DeMar DeRozan had like a final possession on LeBron James and went down the wire and I had two points and ended up losing because DeMar DeRozan didn't do anything against LeBron in the final possession. But, you know, like they're, they're fun. So I, I think sometimes we lose sight of, like in sports betting, if you really follow sports betting and sports betting Twitter, um, you know, it gets pretty hardcore. But at the same time, it's an entertainment deal. So if you want to bet on an All-Star game, I think it's fun to do. You know, fun to bet on totals, things of that nature, MVPs uh, for All-Star games as well, especially for the NBA. So, you know, I'm down with it. I don't do it every year, but I'm down. I get a little bit more involved with the stuff around. The NBA All-Star Game, specifically the three-point shooting contest, because that's a specific contest. These guys are uh, legitimately trying, and they're not going to exert yourself, so you know you're going to get full effort. So I'm more comfortable actually doing some research and, and betting on those. But, yeah, there's if you want to bet on the All-Star Game, I think you should. I mean, it's betting. It's fun. It's entertainment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I love that you gave that answer. Now, before we get into kind of some of the different things, you said the three-point contest is your uh, your go-to, your bread and butter here?
1: Yeah, I like to yeah, I like to have a little fun with the three-point contest. And actually, I had two candidates uh, for the three point contest this year uh, I'm going to pull up the numbers on it because they're actually pretty good uh, It's Duncan Robinson And uh, Devontae Graham were the two I was looking at Devontae Graham's pretty immediate like 10 to 1 And Duncan Robinson is sitting At about 11 to 2 uh, but I went through The numbers and kind of broke them down by uh, Shooting percentages by areas of the floor So you have like Trey Young for example who's your Favorite uh, on corner threes this year Right because you're going to have like the, all the brackets right you have the Corners the wings and the top of the key and I think they extended The corners out or the wings excuse me um, so you break this down by guys who they shoot overall corner three-point percentage and non-corner three-point percentage, which is all in front of the key. And uh, a guy like Trey Young, who's 7-2, to two, for example, he shoots 70% on corner threes, which you would think is amazing. But you dig into it, and you realize he's only taking 17 corner threes. So that's not something sustainable. And only shoots 34% on non-corner threes. So that's not a guy I want a piece of. Duncan Robinson was interesting to me because across the board, when it was three-point percentage overall – corner three-point percentage and non-corner three-point percentage. He was only one of two guys in the field that hit over 40% in all three categories. And what makes him different than Davis Bertans, who was the other guy, is that he's actually taken over 100 corner three-point attempts, one wow. of the most in, this, in the field at this point. So, I like Duncan Robinson and Devontae Graham. He's not 40% across the board, but he's 40% in the corners with over 50, per, uh, 50 attempts from the corners, and he's a pretty good uh, non-corner sh- uh, shooter, too. And I like to get a little bit of value. So, 10-1 to 1 on him, and then 11-2 to 2 on Duncan Robinson was where I went for this one
0: in general when you look at these kind of bets where there's a lot of different uh outcomes right where you're betting on you know uh how many touchdowns will a quarterback throw and there's one two three four five or these right where you're betting on six seven eight guys for the skills the three point obviously there's a huge household for this right so do you think in general you go with more of the guys near the top the plus 200s plus 300s or in general is it better to kind of take a shot at a 10 to 1 11 to 1
1: I think it also depends on the field, right? Like, golf's a really good example. Uh, I think in a a golf tournament where you have all of these options and the hold is massive for these books, like uh, the Canadian kid who won last week, uh, William Hill and the Westgate didn't have a single ticket on him. And so (laughs) this guy wins the tournament and they hold everything else that comes in. So if it's a really deep field like that, I think you definitely want to look a little bit and find some value. Uh, I don't really... I don't really like betting on favorites just because you're not getting that much. And you're already not getting enough value as it is in future markets like this. So uh, I generally skew towards middle of the pack. But I also like to do enough research where I feel comfortable. You know, and I, I like to go to golf because it's a really good example. Uh, but like for like John Rahm, right? I would love to bet on John Rahm in almost every golf tournament from here on out. But the market's caught up with him. And you're betting on John Rahm at like 9 or 10 to 1 in a field with over 100 guys. And there's just no value there. So I, I think it differs on what you're betting into and in the research that you do. But for the most part, I think it just comes down to that, just finding your angle and and handicapping and then hammering it from that angle.
0: Talking to Jonathan Von Tobel. Give him a follow on Twitter, at MeJVT. That's M-E-J-V-T. All right, do you have any thoughts on the overall All-Star game? Team LeBron, Team Giannis. Team LeBron currently minus five. A lot of people saying... LeBron could be a future GM compared to the the team he chose. Compared, I mean, Giannis. It looks like this guy's never played NBA 2K and drafted a team before. It's not yeah. good so far. So who are you leaning? LeBron minus well, five. Yeah, Giannis it, plus five.
1: Giannis had some weird, like I don't it's, know, loyalty to the weird. Eastern Conference. Yeah. It seems like <laughs> like his teams essentially it's East versus West. Uh, I mean, obviously LeBron's team should be favored. Uh, you know, I was joking around on the show last night actually. Um, uh, because my co-host Matt Humans was telling me about you know, essentially just what we talked about, like LeBron's team is gonna be dominant, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know, man, you got a lot of dominant ball handlers, you know. I don't know how a James Harden fits on the floor. Uh, with a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis, but in general, I would say yes, LeBron, but the thing that kind of throws me off here is just the new format, right, and and that's why I didn't get involved this year, Uh, when the scores are resetting after the first quarter and the second quarter, then you have the target score in the final quarter, after the third quarter score, they're going to add on the 24 points, so I, I stayed away because of that, and you know, sometimes I really don't like to do this when it comes to events like this or just uh, moments in time. But like, there was just a weird aura around what this All Star Game is going to be. Is there going to be effort from a lot of these players because of the tributes to Kobe Bryant and things of that nature? So, to me, there were so many factors. I stayed away from the game itself, but it's a obviously I agree with the line, like a heavy lean towards LeBron. But yeah. now that it's up to five. I mean, who knows how high it's going to get? Because then you might sit back and go, okay, maybe there's something going here with the team Giannis <laughs> if the number gets high enough.
0: All right, last question for the All-Star Game, okay? Now, this is the, the fan favorite, the event everybody loves, the Celebrity Game. This is going to be yeah. Friday night. Team Wilbon, Team Stephen A. Now, I always go Team Wilbon just because I can't really stand Stephen A. Smith, that's just me. So, let's just give you a quick uh, recap. If you don't know, Team Wilbon, Wilbon um, uh, Wilbon's the captain. Or, excuse me, the captain is Common, the rapper. They got Bad Bunny. They got Kane Brown. Uh, the NBA legend, Quentin Richardson, and then Team Stephen A. The captain is Chance the Rapper. They've got Quavo. They've got Taylor Bennett, the NBA legend, Darius Miles. You're going to go Team Stephen A, Team Wilbon. What are you thinking here?
1: Which, um, whatever Team Quavo's on, I'm in. Yeah, like, I don't know, because actually, I really enjoy All Star Weekend, and he's been on a couple of celebrity <laughs> All Star.
0: Quavo's Weekend. Team Stephen A. So you're going Stephen yep. A.
1: There you go. Even Quavo's actually like a secret baller, man. Like he actually has some really <laughs> nice handles. He can shoot. Uh, there was one two years ago that he actually dominated the Celebrity All-Star game. Uh, he's actually got some secret game to him. So whatever team Quavo's on, I'm totally in.
2: There you go. Uh, we're talking to Jonathan Tobel. Give him a follow on Twitter, at me, JVT. I will say this before we go on. Chance the Rapper is my lock for MVP <laughs> going into this. He really <laughs> is. My, uh, my fiancé is the biggest Chance the Rapper fan. <laughs> And uh, he he grew up streetballing in Atlanta and, and when in wherever Chicago, where the city is from, whichever it is. But uh, I really do like Chance the Rapper as MVP for the all the celebrity All Star game. It's always um, weird to
0: see who's good at basketball. Adam Sandler's good at basketball. He yeah. gets some like random comedians every now and then. It's weird. It's Wait. Like- and
1: Adam Sandler's got like that weird kind of like a, almost like a Tim duncan has jump right. shot, or he <laughs> right. can like bank it
2: in from <laughs> yeah. the right. like, he, yeah. so throws it from behind his head. Yeah, he, he shoots like I do. <laughs> uh, like, like a Jewish guy like me, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, so you, you gave us a few teams that needed a break. Uh, what are a few teams that you think are primed to uh, make a run after the All-Star break? I think,
1: uh, like the Clippers, I think, would be a pretty good example. Uh, A team that that just actually, that uh, Boston game, was, by the way, was fantastic. I hope some of you guys actually got to watch it. It was uh, one of the best NBA games of the season up to this point. Um, But this Clippers team, who has really been unhealthy throughout this entire first part of the season, they have yet to play like... I think like six, six consecutive games together, something ridiculous. And then Paul George, of course, you know, uh, pulls the hamstring in that game against the Boston Celtics. But look out for a team, I would say like the Clippers. The Clippers, if they're finally going to be healthy, they finally start to play together. They finally start to get, you know, a little bit more in terms of uh, the intensity making that playoff push. I think Los Angeles can be, Los Angeles could be pretty primed for that and watch out for the health, of course, but, That Boston game was the first time they had lost two consecutive games all season long. So this is a team that had been barely trying, that hadn't really given anything on the road whatsoever. So they're really primed, especially in that range from one to three in the Western Conference. Uh, And I think, too, because this team started to get healthy, and they actually made a little run going into the break. Uh, But the Denver Nuggets, too, man. Like, the Western Conference is loaded. But the Denver Nuggets are extremely deep. Uh, A guy like Michael Porter Jr., who's actually been sidelined because of some injuries that he's been dealing with, has been a phenomenal surprise for them, and they've been waiting for that because that's what they thought he was going to be. Um, but from top to bottom, right, Paul Millsap had missed a lot of time. Joel Murray had missed a lot of time. Will Barton had been an in and out of the lineup. So this is a team that once they're starting to get healthy and they are, uh, could definitely make a run, especially with their inherent home court advantage, which is much more um, prevalent in the regular season. I think Denver's going to be pretty dangerous down the stretch, too.
2: Great. Um, so anyone else in the in the West that you might think of as a sleeper going into um, the second half of the season?
1: No, I think it's it's Denver's like the sleeper for me. So I bet them about a week and a half ago to, to win the Western Conference uh, about twelve to one. I think you, and I think I got a bad number. I think you get fifteen to one if you look around uh, for it. But I think Denver to me, and it was more of a there is a clear road for them to get to the Western Conference Finals, and then I can hedge off of that if I want to. Um, but I think at that point, like really that's the line of demarcation of the Western Conference. I have a futures ticket on the Jazz that I bet in the summer uh, to win the finals at 30 to one, but I don't feel confident about that. Defensively, they've really fallen off. They're a little small with the new vamp lineup, and I thought that would actually help them out a little bit, but it really hasn't. Uh, and then after that, Houston, like Houston's a really big unknown. And maybe going back to your last question, maybe that's a team that catches some fire here with the small ball look, but I've downgraded Houston quite a bit in the regular season. I haven't been high on them, and I'm just not sure how the small ball lineup really works out for them. I mean, think about it. Before their game against Boston, right? They had played three game or yeah, three games in that small ball lineup. They had been out rebounded by twenty nine. Uh, they had given up fifty three points per paint or points per game in the paint. Uh, they were just getting destroyed in those three games against the Lakers, Phoenix, uh, and the uh, Jazz. So um, I, I'm not really high on Houston. I think Denver's a line of demarcation. It's those top three teams, and then everybody else is kind of competing to finish up behind them. Do you think? Sure. Still, I mean, uh,
2: uh, oh, go oh, ahead, Jacob. Sorry on that. Yeah, there are just so many good bigs in the West right now. I mean. Yeah. Y- I'm a big fantasy player, so I'm pretty keened in on, you know, matchups. And I'm a guy that usually takes bigs against the Rockets now. I mean, it's just how it is. I didn't like the Capella trade. I I didn't, but uh, I'm definitely right there with you um, with Denver and against Houston, so...
0: Uh, Jonathan, you throw those, those uh, three teams out, L.A. Clippers, L.A. Lakers, and uh, the Denver Nuggets. Do you think there's value on Denver? The last lines I saw, this is off the top of my head. I believe it was somewhere around the L.A. Uh, Lakers were plus 150, plus 175. L.A. Clippers around plus 200, plus 225. And then it takes a jump. Denver's about plus 550, plus 600. Would you say there's maybe a little bit of value taking the Nuggets at that three spot, if it is, kind of in your opinion, down to those three teams in the West?
1: Are you talking about the uh, odds to win the Western Conference? Yes, yes, just to win the West. No, I would actually, I would actually shop around because two weeks ago they were twelve to one, and actually, then not even two weeks ago they were twelve to one, and that was at the Westgate. Uh, no, actually, excuse me, that was at William Hill. Westgate, I think, had fifteen to one to win the wow, Western Conference. Wow, really? So,
0: and again, yeah, this uh, is off the top of my head. This may not be exactly accurate yeah. right now, but um. No,
1: but to your point, like yeah, yeah. If I think there are double digits available for Denver, and you're talking about a team that could win the more than likely could win the second seed in the Western Conference, uh, being at about 15 to one. And to me, you know, I had this conversation the other night with somebody, and they're like, "Yeah, wow, you really think Denver's going to beat the Lakers or the Clippers?" And it's not so much that I think that they can beat the Lakers and the Clippers, but like we talked about, if I have 15 to one on Denver or going into the Western Conference Finals to win the Western Conference, then that's an opportunity to hedge off of that, and you can find yourself in a pretty good position. So that's how I have that set up. Um, you know, I like I have a I have a ticket. That I'm really excited about the Miami Heat at 80 to one to win the NBA Finals. Do I I think they can win the NBA Finals? No. But is there a road to the Eastern Conference Finals and potentially an NBA Finals berth? Yeah, like that's there's it's obviously there. And so when you're betting some of these futures, when you're betting them at value, it's not so much you want to hold on to them and you can think, yeah, I'm going to cash this and they're going to win. But it's setting yourself up. So yeah, long story short, I do think there's value in Denver because I think they're still in the range of 15 to one to win the Western Conference.
0: All right, man, we'll get you out of here on this one. Obviously, Zion coming back this year, well, uh, playing this year finally has been a big story. What about rookie of the year? I mean, right now in the market, it looks like John ja Morant's a very big favorite. Zion is, is you know, that underdog, and you may have to, again, correct these numbers because this uh, this is uh, off the top of my head. About The, the last I saw was minus 400 John ja Morant, plus 500 Zion, and then it goes down to plus 900, plus 1,100 for some of these other rookies. Does Zion have time to make a legitimate run, or is it over? Does John ja Morant pretty much have it in the bag because of where we are in the season?
1: Yeah, it depends on where you shop. I've seen that number. I've seen Ja as high as minus 800, you know, to win the award. Uh, and again, I think that one's courtesy of the Westgate. But look, we it's funny. So Human's my co-host. Again, he's got a ticket on Ja Morant, and he bet it before the season started at 3-1 to one, uh, to win Rookie of the Year. And he's kind of doing this whole reverse mush thing, <laughs> telling me that, I don't know, you know, Zion's making this push. <laughs> to me, in my mind, uh, there is no question who the Rookie of the Year is. Uh, despite what John, what Zion has been doing in these last few games, right? Uh, it is John Moran. And the biggest thing, go back to a few years ago, Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year over Joel Embiid. And why? Because he had played more games. That's the biggest issue here is Zion. Like He was not available. He barely became, uh, He barely made his debut, as you mentioned. What is it now, two, three weeks ago against the San Antonio Spurs? John Moran's Rookie of the Year because he's been playing at a high level and he's been available throughout this entire season. So I, I wouldn't find much value in Zion. And like even if you go back to last year, Right? The narrative had started to pick up for Trey Young in the second half of the season over Luka Doncic because he'd been playing so well. But the voters, only two people voted Trey Young first place for Rookie of the Year. So the narrative had started to go in Trey Young's favor, but the voters know exactly what had happened. All year long, Luka Doncic was the best player, and he almost swept the award. So I would say, I personally, I wouldn't touch Zion Williamson because I don't think he's going to win, and I don't think he's got enough time because he hasn't been available to surpass uh, what John Morant has been doing.
0: Good stuff. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. Give him a follow on Twitter at me JVT and listen to the Edge on VSIN. You can catch up on that ten to midnight Pacific on at uh, Vsin Live, Sirius XM two hundred four, FuboTV, SlingTV, NESN, MSG Networks, and so many other outlets. So be sure to check for them online. Again, he's Jonathan uh, Jonathan Von Tobel. Jonathan, thanks so much. Thanks Thank a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Alright, good stuff there from uh, Jonathan Von Tobel. Jacob, what did you think about what he said for uh, Denver being kind of that only team left? I mean, it's the LA Lakers, the LA Clippers, and then the Nuggets. Do you agree or think there's anywhere anyone else in the West who kind of deserves a little bit of uh, attention?
2: No, that's exactly who I would have said. Uh, I, I really like Denver, especially after seeing them play the Lakers the other day. Um, you know, yeah. I, I feel like they're quietly in second place in the, their division, and uh, I, I think they're they really can make a good run. I think they have the defense to do it. Um, and yeah, I like the team. Uh, they got a couple ballers, they got some shooters, and they got a big man. No. I mean, it, it's a good recipe for success.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the big man can shoot. So I think Denver certainly overlooked. We'll see how things go in the playoffs. I mean, I'm always the, uh, a proponent of, if you have those stars, those guys you can go to in the final couple minutes, then you're going to win those games in the playoffs. Can Nikola Jokic be that guy for Denver? I think that's the main question. So... Um, all right let's get let's get to the all-star talk i mean i love how he's kind of all over the three-point contest and look i don't i personally i bet certain things and if i think i have an edge in the nfl all-star game mlb all-star game you know basketball coming up this weekend whatever it is i didn't find a whole lot this year like, like he was mentioning a lot of rule changes things like that but uh what did you think of the three-point contest pick and then do you like anything else whether it's the three-point contest the skills challenge the dunk contest aaron gordon the the, the favorite for the dunk contest this year who do you like
2: uh, if i could find a bet for dwight howard to come in last in the dunk contest <laughs> i would take it dwight I howard really is would. right
0: now from what i found this is from cbs.com so take it with a grain of salt but uh aaron gordon plus 140 Derek jones jr plus 150 uh uh pat uh, uh cannot uh, 410 and then uh dwight howard is almost six to one that's crazy
2: uh yeah, I go the the kid from Miami. Um,
0: okay, Derek Jones J- Jr.?
2: Yeah, Jones Jr. Uh, I was going to say Duncan Jones Jr. Um, yeah, I like Derek Jones Jr. Uh, he can jump out of the house. Uh, for, according to the NBA dunk coach for the All-Star game, there's going to be like four or five dunks that people have never seen or attempted before. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I that's
0: supposed ex- to mean...
2: I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I, mean, I would say I mean, you the- jumped over a car already. What else are you going to jump over? An SUV? I mean, but you know what's crazy? I really think one one of those guys could get up over an SUV hood to dump. I really do. I mean. <laughs> uh blake griffin did it over the hood of an optima but i think Jones jr could do it over the hood of a suv uh i mean what car is the sponsor this year
0: i don't know let's go boat i mean let's make it a yacht if anything man let's get right? crazy if it's something we've never seen before
2: um i definitely think there's going to be some like odes to kobe dunks that come across wrong unfortunately um you know. <laughs> uh I just do, uh but i not as much talent in the dunk contest as I would like to see. I was being dead serious about liking Chance the Rapper, though, for Celebrity MVP. Okay. I really, I really do like him. um I had a page of other like random odds open for the game. um
0: We want to stall a little bit while you're looking for it. Nope, I can I got sing. It. Right Are right you here. sure? So, I, I haven't horizon. been to karaoke in a couple months, man. I'm, I'm due.
2: Um, so, like, here's something interesting, right? So, Rising Stars MVP Zion's plus two hundred and fifty, but John ja Morant's plus three hundred. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and the thing with Zion, I think he's got exactly enough time he needs to get Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think his numbers uh, are going to show. I mean, they've shown already in these first two to three weeks. Um, and I think the reason why John ja Morant you know he's a great player great phenomenal numbers but a star shines brighter in a darker sky if you will you know what i mean he's got a, he's that's not how it playing goes. for the best team he's not playing for the best team so a great player is always going to shine a little brighter on a bad team uh, zion's playing against some real competition on his team like i mean competition for playing time uh, that uh, new orleans is packed full of offensive studs and Zion's getting right there and with him. And when I saw him rip that ball from Giannis well, a, a couple games ago, whatever it was, um, you know, he big man Giannis. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I-, I really do think Zion has just enough time. And Giannis, I'm sorry, not Giannis,
0: Giannis. I mean, hey, if, as long as you're getting the last name right, Attentacumbo, that's really all that matters. <laughs> so, I right, know, sure. great, good stuff today from uh, Jonathan Von Tobel. We really appreciate uh, appreciated having him on. Uh, again, this uh, is uh, uh, Jacob Rep who we're talking to now. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Pick Management. And Jacob, uh, take it easy these next couple of days. I mean, it's, it's a fairly light slate this week, And A little hockey, a little soccer, a little basketball here or there. But uh, things definitely pick up next week. So good luck oh, this week.
2: Valentine's Day I'm <laughs> taking the rest of the day off I already put my bets in not not doing anything else I'm going to go watch movies and lay in bed the rest of the day
0: there you go man <laughs> have a nice Valentine's Day good luck this weekend and uh, we'll catch up soon you too sir he is Jacob Reb on Twitter at Pick Management and earlier the interview jo- uh, Jonathan Von Tobel at M-E-J-V-T both very good follows on Twitter highly recommend giving them each a follow all right thanks for listening good luck this weekend a lot of a lot of action coming up we're gonna do uh the weekend picks will be out actually i mean fairly later tonight if not tomorrow morning i'm doing some of that valentine's day stuff myself too but we should uh, be able to get the weekend picks out by i don't know midnight eastern tonight so uh, stay tuned for that good luck this weekend we'll talk to you soon sharp angle this is the sharp angle Every day on your favorite podcast player.